Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I find it to be a good excuse to go, okay, so what am I doing? And what do I want to be doing? It's time to harvest you. Let's nourish our mama joy by living big and loving bigger. In this episode, we're talking about New Year's resolutions and creating daily intentions. Let's get started harvesting you. This podcast is sponsored by A2D, Addicted to Dance Company. Check us out on the web, a2dance.com. We're growing foundation, giving back to our community, and changing lives is our mission. So intention setting, waking up daily, setting an intention, a goal. Yeah. What do you want for your day? Something attainable, something small. It doesn't have to be massive. No, the be- intention can be anything. It could be, I'm going to listen more today. Mm. I'm going to listen more than I speak and see what happens. I'm going to take a pause before I react to something that happens. I'm going to be mindful of how much coffee I'm drinking. I'm going to um, make sure that I send my partner a message, text message, you know, at lunchtime to say, how are you doing, honey? And I hope you're having a great day. It can be any kind of thing that, but having an intention, having a purpose, I think that is just essential to being human. Like, I think that that is what makes it, makes being human and our experience fulfilling is, being mindful and intentional about what we choose to do with the time that we have. You said purpose. And I feel like the word purpose can be really big for a lot of people, but having a purposeful intention daily is purpose. So something little unattainable, a lot of us are like, what's our purpose? What's our purpose? What, why are we here on this earth? What are we supposed to fulfill? You don't need to know that whole big picture, but by having a purposeful intention and um, recognizing your thoughts and where they're going and when they're kind of going down and when they're going up and wanting more of those higher feeling intention setting thoughts, I, I love that you said the word purpose, because I think that that is such a big trigger word for a lot of people, but yeah. living in daily purpose, that is attainable. That is something each of us as mamas can do daily. And it's put your pen to paper and write my intention for today is to drink more water. I'm going to give myself this much water that I want to drink. And that's my purpose for today. It's to give my body more, more love, more flow, more water, something simple. And then those simple things can start to turn into bigger things. And we recognize that those simple acts that you just talked about become so much easier to do the more we practice being intentional. Absolutely. And, and I like that you said, you know, the purpose on our, what is our purpose on the planet? What is our purpose with our life? And that is such a big, I mean, who knows, who knows, and who's ever going to find out truly what that really is at any moment during our lives, because there's so much that there's so much that is our purpose. Like there isn't mm-hmm. just, I don't think any one particular thing that is, and spending time trying to find that, that that's a lot. That's a, that's a big ask for any person to try to, to try to figure it is out a big that big overarching, what am I here to do? I, 
I don't but think if that's fair it- to, to, to put that upon anyone. I don't think it's fair to ask kids, like, what are you going to do when you grow up? It's like, oh that's my hard. gosh, why, why does a seven-year-old need to know what they're going to do in their grown-up years already? I mean, the seven, you know, the children don't have enough experiences to really, most kids, some kids know early what their, their passion and yeah. their driver is, but most kids just don't know and you can't really put it upon a grown-up either to say you know are you living your best life are you living your passion like what's your passion now because it can change and it's okay it's okay it's okay to not want to be an accountant anymore it's okay right not want to be a graphic designer it's okay to not want to play the violin even though you've played it for 30 years it's okay to like move on and and do something new because that I think that's essential to being human is to yeah and I think living your passion and living your purpose is living in your passion in the moment so today my purpose can be me being very passionate about journaling or or writing a piece to my book or I, I feel like there are so many, like you said, there are so many different purposes. If you are feeling good and you're high vibing good and you're spreading love and joy intentionally for the good, you're doing something purposeful. You are living in purpose because you're living for the higher goodness of yourself and for others. Yes, you know, be a reflection of um, what you want. And that is living in purpose because that rubs off on others. That spreads joy, that spreads love, that spreads positive energy. That's being in touch with your higher self, your soul self. Yes. And it's not about accomplishments at all either. Purpose does not Mm -hmm. mean accomplishing. Purpose is, is what you're saying. It's sharing and growing and you know putting living out heart energy forward. yes yeah living heart forward yes living heart forward because accomplishments i think get mixed up with purpose a lot and not succeeding at something not succeeding at a task or finding that maybe guitar isn't something that is you know going well maybe something else will go well, you know, trying. I love, I love that you said like, it's okay to not be an accountant anymore. Yeah. I can't tell you how many adults I now just in the past few months have had a conversation with, and they're like, you know what? My job just doesn't make me happy anymore. Well then find a new job. Yeah. You're not, you don't have to be stuck. And like we've been saying, from the beginning of this podcast and intentionally doing things that you love and that are good and that make you feel good. That's living in your purpose. Even if your path changes, that's okay. Because there are no expectations you're held to. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It matters what makes your heart happy. And you know, when you're happy, like, that's the thing is like being, being able to be mindful enough to recognize, like, I always know I'm in a state of flow, you know, when you get into flow and it's just, everything's just clicking and you're focused and it just feels like perfect. Like there's just a harmony that happens and doesn't happen all the time with everything. But when it does happen, it's like, this is, this is my jam. This is what is working. I need to do more of this. I need mm-hmm. to do more of this. So, and that can happen with relationships too. You know, you find someone who's your jam and you just, you like, make more time for that person, make more mm-hmm. time for that activity. And that is a good purpose, creating good energy and being able to share that with other people, because then that feeds other people's purpose. There are other people's passions and desire, like supporting each other. And 
and small goals are okay. Like being intentional with just like drinking water or saying a kind word to a random person. Like I pass that person mm -hmm. on the street every day or in the coffee shop or wherever it is. Why don't I ever say hi? Why do I just like yeah. look away? Why don't I have eye contact? You know, I, I think about that sometimes and try to make an intention to have human connection because mm -hmm. it's really easy to look away. It's really- Well, especially the past two years now, almost. Yeah. It's really easy to ignore, but to make that eye contact and to intentionally be like, hey, I see you every day. What's your name? How you doing? How you doing today? Yeah. It can totally change that person's day. And it makes you yeah. feel little bubbles inside. You're making new connections because we want to we want to evolve. We want to evolve into a better version of ourselves. Like you said earlier, the next day. You want to just be a little better in some type of way for you, not for anybody else, but for you. And that helps fills our, fill our buckets, mamas. Like intentionally doing something that fills you up, the fact that it'll rub off and the energy will go on to someone else, that's a bonus. Let's yeah. keep filling ourselves up and, and doing those routine intentional intention setting, whether it means waking up earlier to have that time, mm. whether it means going to bed later, but finding that time is so valuable to a mama mindset because someone can get sick. Someone can hurt themselves. You might be running to school, right? Like all these different things. When you have kids, it can feel mundane at times. And then it can feel like a crazy house. <laughs> Making sure you carve out that time for you, I mean, I do it for me, no matter what. I just came off of being super sick. And the four days I was like down and out, my mental mindset was like, Aubrey, you're not meditating. Aubrey, you're not journaling. Like it was my mental mindset was like, you're not doing what you should be doing. And then as soon as I felt better that I could think clearly and, and actually hold a pen. And, and I went right back to it because I missed it. It was part of my routine. It's part of my intention setting. And it's really easy to get out of a routine and it's really easy to say, Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. But also like making an intention and writing it down, whether it's in a phone or on a piece of paper, because then the next day, you can be reminded of, oh, mm -hmm. did I do that yesterday? I meant to do that at the beginning of the day. Did I actually do that? And then getting into the habit of like having that check, you know, because it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to listen more. Oh, I'm going to go for a mile walk at, at lunch every day to get more exercise and to get fresh air and be with nature. Mm -hmm. But it's another thing to actually do it and be like, hold yourself accountable for doing it, yeah. too. But, but not accountable in a like, oh, you you messed up. Like the self-talk yeah. of, of being disappointed. Well, being too hard on yourself. Right. Because the first step is making the intention. And that's a big step. And then the next step is actually following through with it. And it might take mm -hmm. a day. It might take two days before... You're following your own like intention, but be patient. And if you keep trying, that's the thing is like, just keep trying. And mm -hmm. that that's effort is a lot. Like as long I, as effort is, is in it and your heart is in it, then, you know, good things can happen. I like to say to my kids, like when, when we're, they're arguing about something with me. And I say, guys, I'm perfectly imperfect. I am not going to be perfect at everything. I have a perfectly imperfect way of, of doing things. And sometimes I don't reach the goals or I didn't get to that thing that I said I was going to do, but the intention was there. And by writing it down does hold you accountable. Because it's important to see that, okay, this is, here were my intentions for the week. 
where, where did I miss? Where did I skip? Why did I miss? Because it's important to see, go back and look and say, oh, well, I didn't do that because of this. And though that may be an excuse, it's important to recognize and to see you didn't do it and why you didn't do it or what excuse you made to not do it in order to get on a path of, you know, getting, getting that mojo down where it becomes a habit. It becomes a well-oiled machine, a well-practiced habit that is good for you and everybody around you. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. I purpose is just, I think it's essential. It's essential to have those little things that, that we intend to do and the bigger goals and keep working for all the different things and moving in a direction of positivity and not, and not being distracted by those things that are in, that are contradictory, that are, that will weigh down and get in the way and interfere with achieving goals. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes it's hard to recognize things that are distracting because it can be something simple, like, watching YouTube videos of like random stuff and getting down, like going and scrolling through Instagram instead of doing the other thing that, you know, we intend to do. It's easy to get distracted in, in, mo- in modern ways by sure. things that are amusing and take up a lot of time that easily can take up a lot of time, energy. And um, so it's important to like, check like have a little check throughout the day like am I still staying on task am I still like am I still living inside of that that intention I made at the beginning of the day to to you know be be a little bit more calm when conflict arises be a little bit more receptive when someone asks me for something be a little whatever that thing is to planting those seeds yeah planting those seeds harvesting them and sharing the bounty with others, I think is really important because if we're not, if we're not taking those intentional actions and doing those things that we really want to do and be who we really want to be, then everyone around us is not going to benefit. And then they, then we weigh them down too, Mm -hmm. you know, being a drag on other people and being a weight and instead of being like a buoy, instead of like, you know, lifting up and being the, the, um, being the force that, that lifts and, and just shares all the, all the love and intention that we have for everyone else to succeed with their small intentions, because everyone has like their own goals. I mean, and they mm-hmm. can be in conflict with ours. So I think being mindful of what we want to accomplish and do and being honest and sharing that with our, you know, immediate loved ones is really important so that they can be supportive and help us and we can help them back. Yeah. And, and when you're having a day, you're allowed to have a day. Oh yeah. We're all allowed to have that day. Don't, don't resist it. Feel it. Um, Surrender the, the, feeling bad about having a good day it's almost like having that parent guilt Mm. when you when you're having a day and you feel like you didn't show up in the way you wanted to that's okay sometimes things go left but if we have those seeds planted and we have those routines in play it's so much easier and simpler to come back to and get out of that funk quicker and get out of that day that didn't go so well you're able, you know, the rebound, it's all about the rebound. And the next day you get to start over. So true. And, and it, and like you said, it's okay to have a day. Everyone has a day and multiple days every year where it's like, things are just not working out for me. I need to chill. I just need to chill. Like, let me have a little quiet. Let me just like, you know, snuggle up on the couch or whatever it is and watch the movie that I love or read the book that I love. That's going to make me feel better. And, 
have whatever treat it is that I want and just nourish that, you know, like yeah, allow that give to yourself happen. That grace. Because yeah. that's what I would do for a friend. That's mm-hmm. what I would do for my kid or my husband. You're having a bad day. Well, you know what? Let's just wrap a big blanket around it and yep. have know, a mental health day. Yep. Let it go. Like stop forcing it. Stop pushing on it because Sometimes it's just not, it's not, things aren't in balance for it to work out. And we all need and for, and for good reason. We're not there's robots. A, we need to take no, breaks. That's right. And there's a higher reason and a higher purpose that we may not understand at the time why we're not having a day and why things aren't going according to our schedule or the agenda that we had planned. Yeah. There was something bigger or better in mind and putting you as in a timeout is maybe what was best for you. Yeah. And a pause can be such a wonderful thing. I use pauses as, you know, those, those days where things aren't going well to think, to spend a lot of time and things come to me that I'm like, Oh, I wish I would have thought of that, you know, yesterday when I was doing because it would have made it so much easier. But now I now I can look at it because I'm taking a break. Ah, uh, yeah. You're giving yourself that grace and that space to just be, to just yeah. be mm-hmm. and not have to always be on. Yes. You know? The ideas will flow when you're not looking for them so hard. And the energy will come when you're not forcing it to be there creative like being creative when you're when I'm forced to be creative is uh, so hard it's not the same thing it's like faking something. it like yeah uh-huh. it is it's faking it I can I can make something and make something up and it can be all right but it won't be from my heart and it won't be yeah really I'm into and those moments come when it's quiet you know agreed but, but with taking intention and having a purpose and having small purposes every day, not giving up on that just because and, one day doesn't work out. And teaching our kids to do the same now at the, at, the, at the young age they are, to set an intention for the day, to look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and appreciate yourself and give yourself that love and that worthiness and set an intention and kind of like, you know, I have to physically walk my kids through it sometimes. Did you, did you go in the bathroom, Mira? Did you tell yourself you're awesome today? Did you tell yourself that, um, you know, you're really going to try hard on that math test? Did you try, did you reinforce it after school? You're going to give yourself some space to just be and sit on the couch and veg out before we go to sports. Like, because they mirror us, but I think it's really important to give them that, those communication skills of like physically doing it physically writing it down my son's not um his handwriting is not the best and they are not writing in cursive anymore and I think it's important to write in cursive and learn to sign your name so every day I give him three to five sentences that I write in cursive and I ask him to write and then I give him like his grammatical errors and he has to write them when we started this a few weeks ago, because I want him to go into high school confident in his writing, they're doing so much on the computer. They don't write anymore. Mm-hmm. And he, his writing has gotten so much better in such a tiny bit of time. And he feels good about it because when we first started doing it, he felt horrible about it. And he said, I have, I just have terrible handwriting. That's just the way it is. And they said, no, you, you just need to practice. We just need to practice and get through this and work together and just it, it, little pieces. doesn't have to be an essay, but you need to be able to write nicely. Not everything's always going to be done on a computer. Yeah. That's so it's a like great little, idea. Little it really stuff. is a great idea. I, I think cursive writing is, there's something about it. Yeah, and my son doesn't. No, his hand print is pretty good, but, um, but I like that idea of him having, having to write a sentence or two just to, and I turn them into affirmations. That's a really so he doesn't, 
she didn't even realize it. You know, I, I am a great basketball player. I am worthy of having good friends. I am a loyal friend to others. Like, so I give him mindfulness things to write and think about. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. It's kind of a way of slipping it in both ways. (laughs) Right and affirm, set intention. (laughs) Yeah, no, both of those are, I mean, I think it's, that's, that's really, really good. And I'm going to probably use that. It's a great tool. It's a learning tool. And I think it's something that will definitely make him feel more confident when he's in high school handwriting essays. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to happen. I'm sure that's, I hope that's still a thing. I hope everything isn't always done on. Who knows knows how, I mean, the type, like being able to type, I think is a wonderful skill. And I think being able to communicate through writing things down is a beautiful skill. I There's so much that we have to be grateful for, for technology that connects us, but it also disconnects us at the same time. So Agreed. It's, it's great in so many ways, but it's also... Um, It's like, it's like removed. You're removed. It's, it's not even like passing a note. Mm -hmm. You know, you remember like when we were in school, like we passed notes and that was even more intimate than screen time. Yeah. It's like, everyone's closer, but like, stay away from me. Like you're as far from me. Don't get any closer. I need a lot of personal distance. Like my bubble is huge. You know, like everyone's (laughs) 10 feet apart with screen. Yeah. Even in person with our phones too. Yeah. I can't tell you how much that frustrates me um, with people on their phones and I'm like trying to talk to someone and then there's the phone and then there's the phone and then there's the phone. And then, cause I know you're not listening yeah. fully. You're not no. all the way there. If, if the phone is not like with the screen down, I know you're not all the way here with me because something's mm-hmm. going to pop up on that screen. Cause something's going to pop up on my screen too. It happens all day long. And there's a lack of connection that happens. Like I yeah. can be sitting right next to you, but we're all both on our phones. So we're miles apart, miles apart. Yeah. And it loses that, it loses that, um, that, you know, nurturing part of the connection that we need as, as human beings, as in, in friendship, in, in feeling, there's no feeling like the feeling like drops because you're in this phone. I, when, when you go out w- with friends with coffee, when you go to breakfast with friends, like, I mean, yes, we, we have kids, so we want to be at arm's reach, but at the same time, it's like a half hour, what's going to happen in a half hour? I mean, yeah, a lot could happen in a half hour, but put your phone on vibrating in your bag. And if it's not school calling, you don't need to answer it or you don't need to look at it. Yeah. That's a discipline. That's something that we need to practice as mamas, as society, like enjoy that, that time and savor that time that you have with that friend at coffee, because it is so rare anymore, at least from what I see. I mean, there are people that are out and doing and being, and, you know, it's, if, if, if it's the holiday season, maybe they're meeting up, but it, that's difficult. And teaching our kids too, because I mean, I'm, I'm not, I am perfectly imperfect. I am not perfect when it comes to the phone in the car. There are times I see it pop up and I'm, I click on my phone, but I am an example for when they're driving. So I try to be very mindful about like, I can't, I can't do anything on my phone except follow my GPS. Yeah. No, me too. I don't, I won't answer the phone if I, I try to, I try to remember to turn notifications off when I'm driving so that I'm not distracted. And I think it is a good example too, for 
Jack for when he's driving because you can't you can't be on your phone looking and reading text messages and looking at stuff or searching for something online and driving at the same time and being present. You just it's just we can't be focused on more than one thing at a time. We just I mean right. I and, understand and multitasking, but we can't be focused fully on any one thing and another thing fully. Right. Not intentionally, not purposefully. Absolutely not. So when I eat eat meals with my kid and he's got his head down <laughs> and, and the phone comes out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to talk to the top of your head. I want to see your mm-hmm. eyeballs. And so, you know, we have this conversation almost every day and I haven't completely banned it from the table, the phone, um, because my husband likes to have his phone and he is at the table. So that wouldn't be fair. Right. We're modeling. Yeah. But I do not like seeing the tops of heads when I am sitting at the meal. Like I just... Maybe it can be, hey, for 20 minutes that we're sitting here, can we just leave our phones in the other room? Can we try that today and, you know, see if that works? <laughs> you know, leaving it in the other room, I, I always ask for like, for that a period, like a period of time where we're not looking at our phones, where they're like faced down and we're not on them so that, you know, tell me about your day. What did you do today? Yeah. Tell me like one thing you liked about today. And my teenage son likes to give me random answers like seven or 42. Um, like they're not actual answers to any question. Uh-huh. They're just num- random numbers. He answers me in random numbers sometimes because, you know, he doesn't like want to answer the actual question that I'm asking. But right. at least I get something sometimes. I'm like seven. That's great. <laughs> Seven's great. Yeah. I asked, do you ever ask like off the wall questions? Um, all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. To try to get their attention. They're like, why do you say things like that? I'm like, who was picking their nose today in school? Yeah. And my both of my kids will turn to me and be like, Did you just say that out loud? I got your attention, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This morning I I I said to Jack when he was on his phone and he was breakfast, I was like, so uh, I'm going to come to school today. You, you sit like they have assigned seating in the cafeteria because of COVID. Mm-hmm. He has his seat is right by the door. I'm like, you're right by the door in the cafeteria, right? I'll just come by at lunchtime and I'll dance for you in the doorway. I'll let everybody know I'm your mom. And he was like, that's not a good idea. That's really <laughs> <a good> idea. <laughs> at least, you know, he was listening. He was listening. And then we had a conversation after that. But before that, it was the top of his head. And then, hey, you, know, you got his attention. Yeah. Whatever works. I danced next to you during lunchtime. <laughs> and it's, and it, you know, you're teaching him to be intentional with your conversation. You're teaching him, you know, different ways of, hey, like I'm trying to engage here. Yeah. Can we, can we have like a, a conversation? Yeah, sometimes I mean, it takes being a little outrageous to get attention from a teacher. Agreed. Yeah, from from someone who's like not, you know, yeah, yeah, yes, it does take it, and it's okay to be silly. I yeah, I wish more people it, embraced the silly. I think silly's great. I, you know, Ava is at the stage where we're more. Oh, I'm going to be on the phone with my friends. And I'm going to FaceTime with my friends than we are more with me. And that has been a shift for me because she's my, she's my, that's my bestie. Like she's my right. She's been on my hips since the day she was born. And, you know, we're coming into the preteen stage where we're, we're needing that distance. And it's funny because at times, like it, it doesn't upset me. I just, I, I'm watching it happen. You know, like you're like watching this new, these different stages, these new stages happen. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go in my room now, mama. Okay. And I'm going to talk to, I was like, so does that mean like, I can't come in? I was <laughs> like, well, so then like, I'll open the door and I'll start like shimmying. Right. Or, or like doing something. And she's like, right? Be silly. 
And you know what? They, I think they get a kick out of it secretly, especially my son, as embarrassing as he thinks I am. I'm like, dude, can all your friends' moms kick their leg up to their head in a perfectly formatted straight line? No. He's like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> I was like, but I'm a dancer. Like, there's no appreciation in like what you do. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. No. And, it, and I, I think it's hysterical because I'm like, you're going to look back one day when you have a kid and, and you can say, and they're going to be ignoring you and you're trying to teach them intention and purpose and, and each day being in the present, you know, we're like on repeat as parents with, with teenagers and that's okay. I get a kick out of it. They do literally. Well, you get a kick out of it. (laughs) I can't do that. I had never been on the Rockettes or anything. I'm not not good with that action at all. But, you know, I do, we, I spent a lot of time being silly with my son because it is, it is fun. And he still is willing to do it with me. Like for all, all of the stuffed animals that he has owned, I have had to come up with a different voice for. Aww. Now, this is a lot of different characters. A lot of voices. Oh, yeah. And they all have very developed, like, backstories now, too, because (laughs) they're doing this a long time ago. And we still, like, bring them up, even though, you know, he's 13. We still talk about it. So, and I talk in those voices to him. That's very cute. And they all have different personalities and quirks. And so there's like a whole world of all of these characters in our relationship, which is very silly. And um, he enjoys it quite a bit. So uh, I'm glad that he does, because I've always done that with like inanimate objects. Mm -hmm. Like... I always do that and like create little personalities for anything. Yeah. <laughs> a voice and a whole like backstory. And then, you know, um, and he really likes that. And, but That's he looks cute. at it more of like, um, I let, I'm, he likes the, the voice characterizations that I do for the character. Like he's got a whole more um, sciencey kind of way of looking at it than me just, being like a puppeteer kind of person mm-hmm. yeah yeah so That's cute. it is it is super fun and I'm glad that he still has that and I think I think that's one of the things that he actually really enjoys about me and our Your relationship. relationship yeah that'll stick that's stick? something he'll be he'll be talking about in his 20s and 30s and yeah that'll stick yeah it's cute yeah, and it could go, it could, it could have gone in a whole different direction too. <laughs> Mom, you're crazy. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't talk. That's not real. <laughs> but yeah, he's cool with it. Um, oh yeah. We, like, we used to have drawing contests for them. I mean, seriously, stuff that is imagination built on imagination built on imagination. Imagination is a beautiful thing that should never leave us. As adults, we should still lean in to that inspiration of imagination and creativity because that's what makes life so colorful and so special is having imagination. Being playful and just because we're grownups and have mortgages or in jobs or whatever else, insurance policies, doesn't mean that we can't be silly and we can't be playful and we can't, um, you know, we can get on a a slide and, and paint and make crafts and glue things just because it's fun, not because we Mm -hmm. have to fix something or to like, you know, be responsible about something. It's okay to play mm-hmm. and make time for play. Whatever play it is that really speaks to you. Because like making music could be the could be play. Good art mm-hmm. could be play. You know, making up silly voices for stuffed animals could be play. I mean, there's so many different things that that is play. And when 
you find the right thing, you get in that flow mojo, you know? Yeah. And it's easier with kids because it makes it right. Don't you feel like having a child makes you, so you said something and it made me think of my husband, um, took a day over the summer and he and Ava went to the water park and John will go down every water slide because even though he's a 41 year old man, he still loves that brings out the childhood play in him. And by going, sitting on floats and laughing and going down water slides gives him that excitement and that level of play. So yeah, leaning into that is so important for our purpose and, 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 you know, living heart forward. It doesn't always have to be about mortgages and paying bills and mundane. And yes, that's part of being a grown up, but it doesn't mean we, we stop living. We stop having fun. And overlooking those joyous parts of ourselves. And that opens ourselves up to being able to connect more deeply with our partners and our family when we are not bogged down with all the grown-up responsible stuff that we feel we have to do. And then get too tired to do the thing that brings us joy and instead Mm. sit on the couch and watch another Netflix show. Right. Because that's all we have the energy for to do with our partner at the end of the day. Right. You know, dancing or, you know, bake something, something that is not just passively passing time next to each other, passing time to go to sleep. And that's okay sometimes, but think the real connection and real, um, real moments happen when you're doing something that doesn't exactly have a deadline or, you know, has to be done, you know, playing a game or something that feels good. Yes. Doing something because it's just fun and it's good to spend. And then that's when I always find that's when really good conversations happen too. Yeah. Yeah. And it sparks new conversations. Yeah. And I discover things about my husband that I don't know sometimes when those moments happen, because he has a whole seriousness about him where the weight of the world is on his shoulders most Mm -hmm. every day. And I think that drives him and gives him purpose by feeling that way. So when he's up, like lifted from that, then I find out some things about him or he'll talk about something from a long time ago that made him happy. And I always find putting him in a situation, the situation that always makes him the happiest and childlike is when we go to Cape Cod or go to the beach and he runs down the sand and dives in the ocean. Like, you know, like he was a beach kid 30 years ago. And does that whole thing and the woohooing and all that happens like you know he's he's at his like joy because that's hard for some grown-ups to create in everyday life that woohoo mm-hmm. moment is hard to because we don't live in we don't live at the beach we he can't go woohooing down um in our town every day in his bathing suit because that would not bring him joy and that that might bring up like people in our town joy in a different way different kind of joy though oh um, man I can see him doing that though unfortunately I'll oh. forget like we had uh, a new business move in on on our block and I went over to welcome in the neighborhood. I brought cupcakes and, you know, I'm so glad you're here and everything. And I said where I lived and like, oh, your husband, he's the one that runs around the neighborhood with buckets of rocks. I'm like, yes, he is. That would be him. <laughs> Rock man. Yeah. 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 Buckets of rocks. That's my, that's my guy. Um, so yeah, he does silly things like that, but that is with like intention of like training for a race. Uh-huh. He's got intention there. And he's he intention setting. Whenever he's outside and he's moving around and he's in nature and he's doing something with wood or rocks or anything like that, that brings him 
a lot of joy. So I used to spend time just like being with him in those situations. And through that, we started building together, mm. witnessing his joy. And I, I come at, you know, building and wood and all that stuff from a different perspective, but, but that is when he is most him, you know, you get to feel that yeah. that's special when mm-hmm. he's in motion, when he's got tools going, when he's, you know, when sawdust is flying, he is his most him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with running through the woods or bicycling like through the woods and doing all that stuff that he does with running up and down ski slopes and whatever, like crazy stuff that I can't keep up with. So when he's in a like contained environment, that's when I can witness it the most. And that's really, really nice. And you're intentionally putting yourself in that position to witness that. And I think that's really important. That's really important to recognize. It may not be your full joy. It may not be bring you the joy that you see in him, but you are witnessing your husband being lit up and there is such love in that there is, there is such, there is so much love and joy in that space where I think mamas, sometimes we need to realize that we do have to sacrifice some time to give others that space and be able to experience the things that make them joyful and bring them love and life. And those that don't joys, they change, they change over the years. Mm -hmm. And so keeping open to putting ourselves in those situations a new situation so you know whatever he's into I try to experience what it is like he was a rugby player for a long time he loves watching rugby on tv and going and seeing rugby it's not really my thing I grew up liking football I was like raised as like like it was just ingrained into my brain to watch football and to be a football fan. So rugby is a little bit different. So it takes me a little bit to, you know, get into that other sport, but I like how excited he gets when he mm-hmm. is experiencing it because he's, when he watches other people play, he's reliving it in his own, you know, in, mm. of what it felt like, what it was like to do that sport. And he really, it really does make him super happy. But those, those desires change. So keep trying to check in and experience. It doesn't mean that we have to like or enjoy or want to do whatever that activity or passion, new passion might be, but just showing up and seeing it, witnessing it, experiencing it, seeing the joy. And then we have a better appreciation for what that is, whatever it yeah. might be. I think it's really important. And that's staying in tune and connected and and taking the time. Because the You're time right. that you take for that, it'll pay you back in so much. There's so mm-hmm. much you get out of just spending a half hour on your your spouse's favorite thing. There really, there's, really there's growth in that. There's growth in your relationship. There's growth your in child's in like new day. passion. You know, like my kid, he's all into speed run. So he's on speedrun.com and he's he's very into that world, which I'm like, what? Um I am mm-hmm. so not conversant in any of that. But I take time to try to understand it and see what he's doing and um know enough about it so I can get why he's happy in that Mm -hmm. but it's not my my, not my mojo at all no I I agree my kids are totally into Minecraft and there's times where it's like I okay I have to intentionally put myself in the seat or in the same room and be like okay what are you building and get into their world yeah. visually. And, and, and it gives them so much. It's not like, oh, you're just playing video games. So you're actually building and creating. And, and, and I think it's pretty cool to see from their perspective because they are kids and they do have this imag- imagination and creativity. And 
as much as our kids are on screens a lot, kind of like putting yourself in there and being like, okay, what, what are you doing? Let me learn about it. Not my jam, but I want to see from your perspective what you love. That's really Same good. With our spouses. Because like their, their desires change. Everyone's desires, mm-hmm. change. everyone's interests change. And overlooking that and thinking and discarding it like it's not important. Right. Because it's, it's important to them. Thing. It's another new thing. It's another new thing. It's another new thing that you're into. Discarding things, overlooking, just because it might be a phase or it might be only something that is lasts a year or two or a week. It's okay to just to take that time because it's not about the activity. It's about the person. Mm-hmm. And to be able to fully know someone, especially a child, you know, your child or your partner, to fully know them is to know all of those things and to not Mm -hmm. ignore some things because they aren't really meshing with you. Like my husband loves watching violent movies, like action, whatever. I can't, I can't watch any of that stuff. It upsets me. It makes me Mm -hmm. anxious to watch fast cars and blow up things and like killing stuff and I can't do it now I've watched like his favorite movies with him even though I would have never watched them if it was my choice just to like know what you know this is what speaks to him this is Mm -hmm. something that he loves and he connects with for other for lots of reasons and he's taken the time to watch my favorite movie, which is a big stretch for him. So my favorite movie is Mary Poppins. <laughs> Couldn't be more different than like, you know, what he enjoys. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's a really good. It's special. Um, it's a great yeah. relationship builder. And really you're, is. you're, 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 everything you're doing and everything you're speaking of, you are intentionally putting action into wanting to know that person better, wanting to be able to see things from their perspective more and getting a more understanding of who they are. Because like you said, we are getting older and everything, we are changing. We we have different ideas. We have different thoughts than we did 20 years ago. And so do they. So what speaks to their hearts um, it's important for us to understand, acknowledge, recognize, and whether it interests us or not, it's not about us. It's about learning more about them and yeah. our children and our spouses. Yeah, I have that conversation with my husband a lot about like, it's not because there's a lot of things that our son does that he's not interested in. And then there are things that he's very interested in. And my husband does not like to spend things on spend time on things he does not enjoy mm-hmm. at all so when he does make an effort it is a big deal for our family when he does put himself in a situation where we know it's not not his thing because he doesn't do that very often so um taking that time I think is it pays back in just so many ways. It really does. It, and then, then there's that, then it, the connection is made that's stronger. And then when your partner goes off to do that activity, you know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, I wonder what that's all about. Or I wonder. Right. Yeah. And to let your partner do other things that aren't with you. Like I had, mm-hmm. I have a friend whose husband wanted to do everything with her. Everything, everything. And that's a bit much. Like we all have to have our own space to mm-hmm. explore our own self. Yeah. Just because we're partners doesn't mean that we have to do everything. We lose ourselves, right? The friendship with ourselves has to come first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's tough. That's a control thing. It is. And it's, that's a tough thing to have to deal with when you have, when having a partner that won't have his own thing. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't know what his thing is. Yes. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of self-reflection, a lot of time to figure out what we want as people instead of relying on what other people are doing and then just joining. Well, and it's just like we talked about in a previous podcast, like living through other people, living through our children. We, we shouldn't do that. We can inspire, we can guide, we can give ideas, but to live through someone else isn't bringing you true happiness, isn't letting your voice be heard. Yes. And there's a difference between opening those doors for opportunities and putting them in situations where they get new experiences and living through them and having them do what you've all like, what I've always desired to do. I'm not going to make Jack do what I've always desired to do. I'm going to try to do what I've always desired to do. And he's going to do what he desires to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I think just because I do things doesn't mean he has to do things too, but things mm-hmm. that I enjoy doing, I want to expose him to because he might enjoy them as well mm-hmm. because he is related to me and things that his father does. He might also enjoy doing as well because he comes from us. So exposing mm-hmm. him to those opportunities, I think is very worthwhile and taking that time I think is worthwhile too. Yeah. Well, I think this was a fantastic conversation about intentional action, putting intention into play every day. I think to sum up today would really be set an intention every day, an attainable intention, whether it's spending some time down an avenue with your spouse or your, or your child that doesn't really interest you, but it'll help you connect more with them. And setting that intention and then checking back, seeing if we met our intention and why we didn't, because maybe the intention was a little off. Maybe we need to reevaluate what that is. Set our sights maybe a little lower or a little higher or a little left or a little right, because we don't, Intentions aren't there to set us up for, for not succeeding. We all want to succeed. So setting ourselves up with intentions that are too easy, aren't really serving us either in growing. Mm -hmm. So finding that balance, finding what, what's just enough, it takes practice and we can't tell you what to do. We have to all experience what is right for our own selves. Mm -hmm. And really put yourself out there and try, try something new try stuff oh my god that's the biggest thing it's just like just try it just try because you don't know what you don't know if it's going to be a fit until you try it out Mm -hmm. agreed well thank you for joining us today thank you for joining us i am so glad that we had this time together because how beautiful is it that we get to sit down and spend time talking about all of these things that are important in our mama universe it's really yeah and i hope that what we're speaking to speaks to you too and has helped you in some way whether feeling better about a decision that you're making or you know taking an action or taking little steps towards action or speaking with your partner about those intentions i hope that this has helped agreed And I hope that you will tune in for more Harvesting You. Bye. Bye. That whole, like, I have to make a change because the calendar tells me so. Yeah. Or use it as an opportunity to make a change because the calendar tells me so. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a positive thing, but it could be, like, it's too much, too. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We would love to hear from you and support your intention setting. Share your thoughts, questions, and ideas with us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Harvesting You, or visit our website, harvestingyou.com. Until next time, let's put today's inspiration into intentional action and keep 
harvesting you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.